Is it true? Hmm. Does it need to be said? Am I the one to say it? <laughs> 98% of the time, you are not the one to say it. Hello. Welcome to Hi Mom, Let's Talk. This is our mom and daughter podcast. I'm Ingrid. I'm the daughter. I live in New York. And I'm Vicki, the mom. I live in Los Angeles. We're figuring out life from opposite coasts. Doing our best to cultivate a raw and transparent relationship that is also generous and safe. So mom, let's talk. Hi, Mom. Hello, Ingrid. Let's talk about how far we've come in the last three years. Oh, that's a good idea. It's good to reflect back. We've been doing this podcast for a while now, actually. Mm -hmm. And we were looking back through our episodes. We had a re-release of sorts last week with a little bit of reflection. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of inspiring. It's really interesting to listen back to where we were in the last three years post-college. Mm -hmm. And it turns out we've grown some. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, we talked about specifically the way that we give feedback to each other, which is, worked well coming out of our three weeks with Nellie Hardin and all of her wisdom about the way that you can really create cultural foundations in your family as soon as you want to, as early as you can. And the way that that forms and, and, and brings fortitude to your family as your kids grow up. Mm -hmm. And so then we got to talk last week about the way that that manifests itself past the childhood stage, mm -hmm. which is what we love to talk about most. Yeah. So we're going to do a little bit more of reflection this week based on a different episode from way back in the day, <laughs> originally called Information Sharing. That one is uh, episode 22. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to share the whole thing this time. We're going to do a little bit of reflecting on it. Mm -hmm. But do you want to talk a little bit about that original conversation two years? What was it? Two years ago? Yeah, a year and a half. It year was before half? the quarantine and all of that. <laughs> that is a big, that's a big milestone, actually. Picture ourselves before quarantine now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we we were reflecting on how you share information and kind of, I think maybe the first fruits of your emotion. I'm not sure if we talked about that, but we um, that how that changes as you go and you go through different stages of life and depending on who is in your life that changes. Right. We, in, in information sharing in this original episode, which you're going to hear a little bit of in a minute, we did a lot of reflecting on college, which I guess would be about two years before that episode was recorded. So it's kind of interesting to like check back every two years. <laughs> While last week we talked a lot about like the real strategies for bringing feedback to each other, information sharing episode, I think like kind of talks around those strategies, but really shows a, a, like a deeper emotional journey that we were going on. College is the time in a lot of ways for a much bigger step of differentiation mm -hmm. between child and parent. We do a little bit of that when you are in high school, but it's a big deal in college, especially if you sort of like go away to college mm -hmm. as I did. As I listened to that past episode, I I'm kind of struck by how insecure I sound <laughs> In our relationship, I think that there was still like a lot of each of us not knowing how to be okay if the other one wasn't okay. You know, like where's our, where is our community and our like safe group? Because hmm. when you're a little kid, that's mom. Mm -hmm. And when you become an adult, we get to look at each other in our in the eyes now and support each other. But what I feel now is like a, a much deeper portion of of trust mm. in in who you are and how you think of me, then it sounds like I kind of had back 
even two years ago, as I mm. figured out what it was like to stand on my own two feet emotionally and the way you also are figuring out how to stand on your own two feet, you know, with your with your kid far away physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that makes sense. I've had two more years of learning what it's like to have the role shift um, from the intense daily in the house communication. Right. And even more so now because your youngest sister went off to college. So. That's right. That's and puts us in a new place, puts new me place. in a new place, particularly. Let's listen into some of that episode from two years ago, and then let's talk more about what it feels like now. All right. Sounds good. It starts with the simplest ways that we share information with each other is, how are you? How are you feeling? How was yeah. your day? Which is important toward deeper mm -hmm. sharing. And my personal experience with sharing with you growing up had a lot to do with uh, my circumstances and my birth order, mm -hmm. I think. Just like the way that I took on responsibility as an older sister role model. Because growing up, I've always liked sharing things with you. We have a very like communicative relationship. Mm -hmm. Everyone shares within their own personality. So growing up with two other sisters that were varying levels of interested in sharing their day every day, mm -hmm. I took it upon myself when we got home from school to set the example and be the one that was readily available to answer your questions so mm -hmm. at least someone was picking up the slack for answering about how the day went at school. <laughs> you shouldered a lot of responsibility with regard to uh, communication and leading the way and we put a responsibility on you. So then there was a big transition in our lives at the end of high school and definitely into college when the, it, it wasn't it wasn't so black and white to share with mom. Mm -hmm. Our lives were not in the same place anymore. I was like not at home, which is a big difference. Mm -hmm. So the information was a little bit more sporadic. There, there was also became the point where I thought, I don't know that I want to share every part of my mm -hmm. life with you. How does that work? Because I only ever have. And I have placed myself or, you know, it, in this place where if no one else will share anything, I can be called upon to share something and step up to the plate. And now I, I wasn't always going to. So how do I respectfully say no to that without totally hurting your feelings and creating a rift between us? And where do and do I say that ahead of time or do I just say it in the moment or and like what are my re what's my reasoning for not sharing something with you? Cuz I can tell you now, especially in college, like half the reasons that I wouldn't share a specific with you is because I was embarrassed about it or I didn't feel like you would agree with me. Right. On whatever choice I had made or whatever I was doing. Or you would ask me way more questions than I wanted to ask about it. And I just wanted to enjoy the moment. Like, <laughs> enjoy the moment. Yeah. Yes. And that's like arguably not a good reason not to share something. But I think also college is definitely a place to uh, kind of experiment with that. Yeah. And, and just say, like, regardless of the reason, is this a boundary that I can make? And we definitely had a hard time figuring that out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I Again, firstborn, never been through this before. Not sure how it's supposed to look. Having different family situations with siblings and things like that. And my inclination to like press and stretch with information just because of my desire for connection. And so if there wasn't 
I, I know now that there was times where I, I did ask too many questions. I pressed too much. I didn't just let you enjoy the moment. Now, stepping back and looking at it as a parent of a college student um, in that transition phase, it's hard, but to acknowledge, maybe even have a conversation about it if parents had a conversation with their college student to say, hey, our, our communication is going to change a little bit and I'm going to wait for you to take the lead, child. <laughs> And mm-hmm. instead of me taking the lead, but like maybe making a schedule, I will talk to you once a week and then we'll, we'll share news. And if you want to call me more than that, that would be great. And then, yeah, for the parent to exercise self-control and not pry and pester and things like that. I think that that is the, the subject of lots of funny movies. Yeah. Cause it's universal. <laughs> The parents prying and pushing too much and the child recoiling and pulling back and saying, I got this. This is my business. Don't bother me. So, yeah, we're learning that. As we figured out college, you became very good at saying like how you feel and mm. allowing it to be a little bit vulnerable on your side. I I feel worried about you. I feel disconnected. I feel like I'm not giving getting a whole picture and I want wholehearted Ingrid, mm. which helped to like give some context. It was a, a step better than like just berating, you know, and it was like, call me, call me, call me. But you said something <laughs> interesting before. You said like, what if parents mm. were able to, first of all, get be reminded themselves that this step is coming and have a conversation with their child beforehand to set up like a win- once a week call or any of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But my response to that would be, Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, from my perspective, that mm-hmm. you would be uh, satisfied because it's not the amount of time that we talk. It's the depth to which we talk. We could talk every single week, but if I only give you platitudes, you're going to be mad and, and mm. frustrated and feel left out. And that leads to a lot more passive aggressive comments or, you know, or like payment in kind or, or like blaming mm. later. That's... I'd, my experience, that's not what you're looking for. It's You're looking for, you know, vulnerability. And connection. That's that's interesting. You don't think I would be satisfied with the once a week call? I, I don't think it matters how much the time is, especially in college. I think, I don't think it mattered how much I talked to you. It mattered that what I wasn't saying. You, you would have pushed mm. and pushed and pushed, yeah. even if I talked to you every single day, because you didn't feel like you were getting the true me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really hard lonely path of a parent I will say (laughs) that is my voice lowers because it's not safe (laughs) I think that just uh, it's first of all it's it's abrupt and and shocking that okay bye off you go to college and then then the conversation is cut off. So that's abrupt and, and shocking and hard. And then then the, all, all the feelings of disconnection and letting your child go is, um, that is hard. That's a lonely road, especially when you've been so connected and you had one role and one position. It's not glamorous. It's not really a promotion <laughs> as yeah. a parent. Uh, I mean, if, if I thought of my, the way I spent most of my time for 20 years was in efforts to be an intentional parent and present um, more than having my own other activities and career or pastimes and whatnot, then all of a sudden, then that changes yeah. abruptly. And and that's really hard. But that is something for me to deal with and, and for all parents, you know, the, to recognize 
I had it described to me by a therapist one time, the kind of the mm. roller coaster of life events. And when you're at a high point, then you're going to watch yourself come down the hill to a low point. But you want to be going back up. You want to have something to go up to so that you don't stay in the valley because then you face mm. depression. And I think what I didn't understand or give weight to, partly because you were my first child and I still had children yeah. at home, was what is on the horizon for me? What is on the upside of the roller coaster next? You know, I'm in this valley right now of a changing relationship with you. And I didn't I didn't understand that. So if there was something that I would encourage parents of young adult would be um, make sure that you're looking at what is on the horizon next mm. for you and so that kind of the the metaphor not all your eggs yeah, are in yeah. one basket not all of your your energy and efforts are are on your uh, child who has left because it's it's not a promotion and it probably shouldn't be thought of that way it's just a, a cycle of life I understand that you are moving through adulthood mm. and it'll be a while before you're moving to the parent phase hopefully right. <laughs> um, that I will not cling too tightly to mm. the parent phase myself but will open my hands to it and say okay yeah I've, I've done that now now I'm moving on to this other phase and extending looking to the community and where I can bless and be involved right. in in the larger community wow. which is exciting and gives me hope and purpose I was like purpose so mm. I was like to understand my purpose and yes. so I appreciate that maturity model but I think if I didn't know that that I'm we would be heading for rocky shores sure <laughs> yeah and I think uh on my side coming into adulthood the, the challenge that I have is not not placing too much stock in your emotions in whatever moment because I as the child have a hard time knowing how to set boundaries healthfully and keep them in the face of offending you or hurting you. So I have to separate my own identity and, and like okayness from however you react in any given moment mm -hmm. so that we can both be separate humans. Mm -hmm. So that is my, that's my challenge going from a child to adulthood. Well, it's really interesting to think about and listen to where we were two years ago. Mm -hmm. Two years ago was a year into living in New York City. I think I just about four months earlier moved into my second apartment in New York, which like was about had like friends that I loved as roommates. And I like gotten through the first year of mm -hmm. loneliness. And so I know that we felt like we were in a much different and maybe like more open place than we had been two years previous to that when I was like in college and we were in a lot of disconnect in our relationship. Mm -hmm. So here we are two years later. I've done a first professional contract. Mm -hmm. I've like shifted a lot of my dreams and goals into a place where I feel like I have a lot more creative and entrepreneurial control than you do when you just like walk into a audition mm -hmm. room and ask someone to change your life. And you have two more years under your belt, as you said in the intro to this episode of learning how to that that what did you call it? That shift that oh role shift. Role shift, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I, I think that every day I think about my three daughters. And I'm not quite sure that every day you think about your mom. I can oh, say, I could, 
I think I do it's personally. Nice no, <laughs> I'm not sure that I think about my mom every day, but probably in passing. Yeah. But I mean, I haven't lived at home for years and years. Right. So, <laughs> so that is like it's underestimated what a big change of life that is. Oh, yeah. when you go for now 25 years of every day thinking about this child and in when they're little providing for them, providing for all their necessities and then more emotionally and then just tacitly in conversation, it's different than kind of stepping back. So that that is probably the biggest change. You gave me a really meaningful birthday present this year, which was simply you going back into like the journals of mm. your parenting for me specifically and you took out some excerpts from mm -hmm. different like stages of my life of what you were thinking about and how you were feeling about me as your kid and about you as, as like my mom hmm. and those I really really was moved by it it was like wonderful to go back and look at and think about and it brought up some conversations between the two of us where I just was like whoa you were really intentional <laughs> I knew that you were when we talked a little bit about this with Nellie Harden too, where you explain that you and dad would like go on dates that were like uh, strategy meetings <laughs> like you would have in a business. Mm -hmm. It was like, all right, here's we're talking about one child and what are the strategies here and like where where do they need to grow? Where what are our growth plans for this year? Like really the way that you would like a project or an assignment in an office, which is an astounding amount of of intentionality. It just like really shifted into like, oh, yeah, you were you are like taking it really seriously the way that you're like training up a new human to go into the world. Mm -hmm. not, not one thing about that is passive. Right. So that is a huge picture to think about the way that, again, just like compare that to the role shift of not having to have strategy meetings about us in the same way. <laughs> Now that we're like full grown adults, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's still some of that. You'll always be my mom. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned at the beginning of this episode that this is another transition for you because I was the first one to go off. We talk a lot about like the guinea pig kid. I've never been this age. You've never been this age. You've never parented someone my age. But my littlest sister just went off to college. Mm -hmm. She's a different person. She's going to have different ideas and challenges. But the sort of baseline is that she's starting the level of differentiation that I just talked about finishing mm -hmm. in that episode two years ago. Yeah. And you can hear two years ago how much I talked about like still not being totally sure about the way that I stand on my own two feet emotionally and, and where the boundaries are and when to come to you and when to figure it out myself and Oh, yeah. Just the living life and having done it. Yeah. So she's on the beginning stage. And I, your sis, younger sister has said in the past month of like preparing to go to college and going to college. I don't like being an adult. This is too much work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, not yeah. going to lie. And it's just from like the tiki tack little things of making the decisions on the computer, which is such a nuisance, you know, like yeah. navigating through web portals. I think the conversation the that dad and I have now is we we've always thought about it like a coach on a team mm. evaluates their team members and decides what role they play and what position they play and things like that and defines their strengths and looks at their weaknesses and how to tweak them. And that's the approach that we took to those meetings that we had when you yeah. guys were young, your relationship to God, self and others. Mm -hmm. Now, more often than not, our conversation between your dad and I is, is it true? Hmm. Does it need to be said? Am I the one to say it? <laughs> and 98% of the time, and we had a, another wise counselor tell us that, that he said 98% of the time, you're not the one to say it. So to your adult child. 
Yeah. Right. This so is like the we new section. evaluate that with each other mm. and it's helpful to be able to talk to each other and say, this yeah. is what I'm feeling. This is a burden I'm carrying. This is a thought I have and then go, good. That's nice. I'm glad. Thanks for sharing that thought with me because that doesn't need to be shared with your child. They don't have to, they don't need to hear that from you maybe right. or at this time, maybe there's another time to mm-hmm. say it, but probably chances are because we all are human other people will say it. Right. I think a lot of that, I mean, kind of in the same way that you look at your toddler who's like continuing to fall down and you just look at them and they're like, yeah, they're going to figure out how to, to, to walk successfully. Mm-hmm. But they have to fall down themselves a lot of times to figure out mm-hmm. how to use their muscles that way. That sounds similar where you guys can probably predict and notice a lot of things in our lives before that we, before we can because you are have already gone through that stage of life. But but if maybe we do it, it for you, exactly, you won't learn it and you won't remember and it. Won't appreciate the mm-hmm. like depth and weight of of that wisdom, right? So yeah. you were so that's why you guys can talk to each other and yeah. keep letting us fall down because that's what we need. You know, it'll have to be like a personal experience. Yeah, yeah. So I I just want to acknowledge how far we've come in the last two years, Mom. How how different and interesting this time will be. For you, because now you have, you know, this new perspective on the way that your role has shifted as your kids have gotten older. And that is your new starting point with our youngest sister, who is, you know, starting back where I was six years ago when we had a very different relationship and you had a different take on parenting. And Mm -hmm. so now you get both, you know, now you have like the wisdom of and some experience with an adult kid. And a newly differentiating kid. <laughs> yep. Always changing. Yeah. How are you feeling about about that new transition? There's like a, you know, we'll talk, I'm sure, in the future more in depth about empty nesterhood, mm. which is the beginning of, I don't know, a lot of people call that this stage for you because the youngest just went off to college. But, you know, based on these conversations and the way that it sounded like we already had worked through so much post-college for me, and yet there was still a lot of like, who are we to each other? And Mm-hmm. How do we interact? I don't know. What does that bring up for you when you when you think back to our time for that and the way that you're just beginning it with Audrey? Well, it's kind of revisionist history. Uh, you know, it's easy to think back and go, oh, weren't those times easier? These times are hard, you know, because hmm. it takes what I'm involved in, what dad's involved in, what and, and staying connected with you guys. Yeah. Long, long distance is different, but it's just because we haven't done it before. So that's kind of the nature of history. <laughs> Yeah, that's really, I mean, even that is interesting because as a third party perspective and you sending Audrey to college, I had this idea that it might feel a lot easier now because you've already done it twice, but it's a different person every time. And you're right. You just have different experiences. I don't think, I guess it probably is a little unfair to want to compare any of those two things. Like it's just different, right? Yeah. Different emotional needs, different person. Mm -hmm. It was great to go with her friend to help her friend move into college because it was just a reminder of all the logistical little things yeah. that we could help her with and participate in actively to support her. So that was really great to have that. That's why it's valuable to be in a community. Yeah. Yeah. I know that it's different this time for sure, but I think it's amazing the way that you have worked through so much in the last two or three years to get to places where you have this like new vision for the way that your role probably will work and done so much of the differentiation work that we were just talking about in that first information sharing episode of finding other people to emotionally support ourselves so that you and I could come to each other 
with like open arms and less baggage toward each other. And I'm really thankful for our relationship and the way that we keep growing in that, that way. And that's just like a new starting place for you and Audrey. So you've done a lot of really wonderful work and I'm, I'm really thankful that you're continuing to do it. <laughs> Thanks. It's good to do it together. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for reflecting with me a little bit, mom. Yeah. We're doing okay. It's fun. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. Have a good week, Ingrid. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hi Mom, Let's Talk. If you liked hanging out with us, please rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear your feedback and your support. You can find more relationship tools on our website, HiMomPodcast.com. If you'd like to suggest a topic or share your own story, you can DM us on Instagram at HiMomPodcast or write us through our website. Special thanks to Sienna Ryder for editing our podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon.